Well, today is one of those programs that has a lot of news to cover, so fasten your seatbelts and hold on tight. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, before I get into all the news stories that I have, and I've got a number of things to share with you today, and I hope I can really get them all in. I have them all ready ready to, to read off and share some audio clips and everything else. But if you'll allow me here at the beginning of the program, I want to take a little bit of personal liberty, if you don't mind. I don't normally share too much about what's going on in my personal life or in our lives, you know, my wife and I. I, I give you some bits and pieces. But right now, I'm facing something, and I'm not sure exactly what it is that I'm facing, and I'm going to need your prayers. I've only barely mentioned this on the program last week. I've had a a health issue that started. I saw a little bit of it months ago, but it seemed to disappear, but it's come back. And and we're not certain what it is. And I don't want to gross you out, so just I'll be very careful in how I word this. I have a severe issue with blood in my urine, and it landed me in the emergency room here in Virginia over this past weekend. We spent quite a bit of time on Saturday at a at a local hospital where they did CAT scans and you know blood work and, and an exam, and we're not 100% certain of what we're facing yet at this point. Now, it could be, we pray, just a, a serious infection and when I say blood in the urine I'm talking it is dark red and and this has been going on and with clots and it's just it, it is not it's not pleasant and it is concerning because you know on the list of things that could give you a hematitis in in your urine stream one of the ones you have to be concerned about especially at my age you know is bladder cancer now we don't know And it may be a while before we know. But Saturday, they put me on a new antibiotic. And so we're just praying that that it is, there is a very strong possibility from the CAT scan, the mass they saw in my bladder may, may not be cancer at all, but just really blood clotting that needs to shed. And hopefully this powerful antibiotic that I just started and I'll be on for the next, all the way through the end of this week. We're, gonna, we're just praying. And I hope that you'll pray with me. It, it, it makes it a little bit disconcerting because we have so many things going on in the background. We're selling our home in Georgia. And we're not going to know for a couple of days. There's some inspections going on from the buyer. We actually do have a buyer for the home in Georgia. We have found a very suitable place here in Southwest Virginia, not as close to to the uh, family here as we'd like, but, you know, a little over an hour is not bad. And it, it meets our needs, and there's something about the community that my wife and I feel a kinship with just in meeting some people already. And I see opportunity, big opportunity, for some more ministry. And and that to me is one of the most important things that I can ever do is to have active ministry going on. So if you'll pray for me and my health uh, and what I'm facing, that the sale continues going properly in Georgia, 
that there's no hiccups or issues or problems that derail it or or cause problems and that the place that we have found up here that we can put it all together i know that's a tall order but I, but we we serve a, a wonderful god and I, and i pray i pray that that god's will be done in in all of this and so from the bottom of my heart uh, my wife and i thank you in advance and also i want to thank those that support this radio ministry you know, a lot, some of my some of my best friends and some of you, when you write, you tell me not to take on too much, and and I understand that. I want to take on what God wants me to take on this radio program. You know, yeah, sure, I need some help in probably producing it. It would take some time off my hands, and allow me a few other things that need to be done. Um, I would like to help put together a platform with those that God has raised up to use this radio program and the website and other things we can do to share videos, to share news stories. I think this can be a very vital ministry and also make sure that where we place things is not always so dependent upon the tech tyrants and to keep it under the radar screen of a lot of overt censorship and things like that can be done. And we'll be talking about that later this week. But for now, there's a lot. Like I say, your prayers are really needed. And I, and also your support is needed for this radio program. I thank you in advance for helping to pay the shortwave airtime bill. And really, I think that we need to have a little bit more outreach on shortwave. The podcast seems to do well, but I think it could do better. And so I'm going to be reaching out to those that have that have figured out the best way to market a podcast, and 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 it's usable for many people that do not have a shortwave radio. I, I get it. So I just want to make sure that we can maximize the effect of this radio program and the ministry that we have. Now we have a lot of we have a lot of things to talk about today, and and I want to start out with with a story. Uh, that really gets us into the other crisis. We don't hear that much about it, but you know, you're going to hear about it. Uh, the CDC and the WHO is already talking about, oh yeah, that other disease that's going to be a pandemic. They claim it's going to be monkeypox. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business for me to be involved in. So today I've got a couple of stories dealing with um, with monkeypox, and and this one is really from an article that came out in the New York Post, and they have proven themselves to be a legitimate news source. They've been around since oh I don't know the beginning of this nation, and and they have a story, and I want to share just some highlights of that story and, and a little bit of commentary. You know, by the way, it was the New York Post that broke the story about the Hunter Biden laptop. And everybody said, that's Russian disinformation, don't you know? Uh, they're, 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 the Russians put that out there uh, to get Trump elected, you know. You have so many of these uh, Democrat politicians still holding on to the lie of the Russian collusion, delusion. How many were waiting for Robert Mueller to take Trump out of the, the White House in handcuffs? In a perp walk, it never happened. 
And neither did the Russian collusion. It was really nothing but an over lie from the uh, Hillary Clinton campaign using the FBI and other federal assets to perpetuate a lie, including lying to courts. And nothing's been done. These people should be tried for treason. That's a story for another day. But getting back to monkeypox and a story from the New York Post. They're pointing out uh, some something that I, I find rather disturbing about the CDC and the WHO when it comes to, to dealing with this monkeypox uh, so-called invasion or virus or, or future or, or the next pandemic. The problem is there's some statistics they don't want to talk about, especially during Pride Month in June. They, they, how dare they destroy Pride Month? with a story that really talks about it's men having sex with men are the ones that are suffering from monkeypox. And I'm not going to get into all the medical detail and how it happens, but it is because of, shall we say, the things that they do that the Bible says is unnatural and unseemly. And they're the ones that are spreading it in their community. And so the CDC and the WHO, they won't tell these men to stop having sexual relationships with other men or bisexual individuals. They won't tell them to stop having any kind of sexual activity, especially during Pride Month, for at least two to three weeks. No, no. Instead, they have some stupid ideas that are nothing but garbage, silliness, and reprobate-mindedness in how they should deal with it. Everything from virtual sex with your clothes on and all this other nonsense. Listen, monkeypox is a problem that is contained virtually 99% or better to one group. To one group. And, you know, the tearing of, you know, shall we say, tissues that shouldn't be torn during those activities are how this stuff is happening. And, and they're, they're trying to pretend it's not a, quote, gay issue, especially during Pride Month. And that all of this monkeypox baloney has been contained into one group. It is not anything we need to wear a face diaper for. Yeah, that's been suggested, too, that everybody put our face diapers back on to prevent the spread of monkeypox. And that is not how it is spread. It's not an, it's not an aerosol virus. It is, shall we say, transmitted when you act in unseemly and unnatural ways. Read the book of Romans, chapter 1. It pretty well explains it. And why the CDC and the WHO has to give us this nonsense and, and, and politically correct baloney. Your risk, if you are in a monogamous relationship is literally zero. Zero. And, you know, this is the same CDC and WHO that wanted you to have your kids locked down, and now they want them injected with the poison called a vaccine. We'll talk about that in a a minute. So I am tired of the CDC and their wrong politically motivated guidance. It's not medically sound. It's not scientific. It is foolishness. Total foolishness. CDC 
The WHO should be honest and speak openly about this issue and stop hiding it during Pride Month. This infection at this time is transmitted only in bodily fluids and mainly by intimate contact, and it's occurring in males engaging in activity that the Bible says is unnatural. And it's been localized just to that group. But they don't want to say it because it'll mess things up for Pride Month. Now, another story about monkeypox that I need to share with you. This, we, we just discovered this not long ago. There was a, a study, and we now know that, the, that researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology sound familiar. Wuhan, the Wuhan flu, the pandemic. COVID-19! COVID-19. So there's a, a very credible story that has come out. And it was produced by mm, the disputed lab that we know about in Wuhan. This story actually kind of snuck out back in February of this year in a document called The Assembly of New Monkeypox Virus Strains. We're now learning that back in, oh, I don't know, 2020 and 2021... The Wuhan Institute of Virology was playing with um, monkeypox viruses. I wonder how that happened. I wonder if there's anybody involved that we know of in the process. This is rather unseemly. And what is disturbing is we now know uh, that this um, monkeypox monkey business Well, it is related to the Chinese Academy of Sciences and military-linked enterprises, such as the National Natural Science Foundation of China. All these players, we've heard those names before. We talked about them last year in this program. And we have to wonder if uh, quadruple vaccinated, boosted, uh, double mask wearing, triple mask wearing, Dr. Fauci, and we hope that he recovers from COVID-19, because I think everybody's entitled to know, did did Dr. Fauci and company have anything to do with this like they did with the study of bat coronaviruses at that same laboratory? I think the American people and the entire world has the right to know. I'm not going to get too much into this. If you watch some of the television last week, there was a hearing. Of course, Dr. Fauci had to attend virtually because he was uh, suffering COVID-19. If you happen to catch any of the news on television that featured any of that exchange when Fauci appeared virtually before the Senate of the United States, and there were some questions being asked about the need for these vaccines especially for children, the evasive and just arrogant attitude of this so-called government employee is absolutely revolting. The man has no respect for anybody but himself. He thinks he is God when it comes to health. And he has been so wrong so often, the fact that the White House, this White House keeps him, speaks volumes about this White House. That they're corrupt and a bunch of liars. I mean, look at look at some of the nonsense that's going on in, in the White House 
and some of the stupid things that come out. Our economy is in tatters and being destroyed right before our very eyes. And and they keep this they keep this reprobate clown on board to talk about viruses, triple masking, quadruple vaxes. Maybe we'll have boosters once or twice a year forever. And we need to start injecting this garbage into the veins of six month olds. And a unanimous vote last week says that's the right course of action. Let's start injecting children with this vaccine. And children, honestly, If you go through two years of everything we know, outside of a tiny minority of children that may have severe other ailments and diseases, you know, like like leukemia, stage four cancers, and other incurable or deadly diseases, the risk of a child dying of, of this virus is zero. It's absolutely zero. And and the odds of them spreading the virus to even adults ain't that great. They are terrible vectors in spreading the virus. Now, how do we know that? All we have to do is go to Sweden when they decided to not lock down their schools and go to this virtual virtual learning nonsense That is, you know, how do I put it? It's a disservice to parents and the taxpayer money they spend for our overpriced, overburdened, overregulated, top-heavy public education system. And these teachers' unions, we're not going back to our classrooms until every child is vaccinated. (laughs) Number one, that makes no sense. Because here's something else we know. If you listen to this program, the facts are now in. This is indisputable. The vaccines do not stop you from getting or spreading COVID-19, period. There is a claim that is probably true for a short period of time. It may reduce symptoms. But it absolutely will not stop you from getting or spreading, or shedding COVID-19. So why in the name of all that is decent, trustworthy, and honorable, would the CDC and the FDA think it's a great idea to continue this experiment on children as young as six months of age? We, we see too many stories right now. And I have a, a person I follow that has been tracking this. The number of people that are dying unexpectedly, and we're not talking COVID deaths, not at all. There was a story that I read the other day that breaks my heart. There are literally teenagers and young adults in their 20s that are dying in their sleep. And this is something that's never happened before. There's a congressman. I'm not going to say the name. I don't want to I don't want to pile any more grief. Doesn't matter what his party is. He's Democrat. Doesn't make any difference. I feel sorry for them. Their 17-year-old daughter who has been in excellent health just simply died in her sleep. 
the congressman, his wife, and and his two daughters are all all proud to be double vaccinated and boosted in most cases. And the and the daughter just you know got her second shot, and right afterward died in her sleep. There are doctors that are speaking out, and of course, YouTube doesn't want you to see them. Facebook and you know which I call fascist book, and Twitter. They, they try to say it's misinformation. Don't don't spread this this information because, you know, you may give somebody the wrong impression. Well, here's the statistics. These number of deaths started in 2021, a short time after the massive vaccine rollouts, especially in the younger population. And all of a sudden, we have younger people, healthy athletes dying in numbers unheard of prior to the vaccine rollout. Now, you can say what you want, but you cannot deny the numbers. They are there for you to see. If you look hard enough, story after story after story, place after place after place, the same thing is being repeated. Suddenly, we have stories about SADS, S-A-D-S, SADS, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. And doctors that have been in practice for 20 and 30 years or more say they've never seen the likes of this. This is unprecedented in their entire career. These numbers are frightening. And they should be frightening to you as well. What are we doing and what is the real plan? Real quick, here's a story out of Euro Weekly. And it talks about doctors in Australia are developing the country's first SADS registry after recent incidents of healthy young people dying from sudden adult syndrome. Now, this sudden adult syndrome or sudden arrhythmic death syndrome is kind of an umbrella term to describe the unexpected, unprecedented deaths in young people, and they're calling it a mysterious syndrome that has the doctors in Australia just searching for answers. They're baffled. They can't understand how this could happen. This has led doctors at Melbourne's Baker Heart and Diabetes Institute to create the database, which they plan on rolling out across the entire country to learn more about this. And when somebody tries to say, you know, this coincides with the vaccine rollout, the government, the reprobate, disgusting government in Australia that demands you be vaccinated. They scream it cannot be possibly related to everybody getting the shot at that age group. It just can't be. Even though it's the only change in young people, it's the only common denominator is that every single one of these patients was vaccinated. But you can't talk about that, not in Australia. And I'm sure you can't talk about it in the United Kingdom. I've got a story out of the UK coming up in in just a moment. But before I get there, we do need to take a break in just a minute. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program, just a couple of things, if you're just tuning in. I don't normally talk about things going on in my personal life, but your prayers are needed. As I mentioned, I'm I have a health issue that has developed that is very concerning. 
and I'll just put it in very blunt terms. I have blood in urine, blood in my urine, and we're not talking little bits. We're talking substantial amounts with clotting. I spent part of the weekend, this past weekend, in the emergency room at a hospital here in Virginia where they did a blood work and other stuff and, and a full CAT scan of the region. There's some kind of a mass. They don't know if it's a, if it's just the blood or blood you know, clots that have settled in my bladder. Or it could be bladder cancer. We don't know. But right now, your prayers are really coveted. This is all coming at a time when we're trying to sell our home in Georgia, and it looks like that may come through and find a place here in Virginia, which we just feel very comfortable about. And, you know, it's going to change the dynamic if there's something seriously, seriously wrong. So I don't know, but I'm going to keep doing this program. I'm going to keep keep on keeping on as long as God allows me. But I'd appreciate your prayers. And equally as much, I appreciate your support of this radio ministry. To keep us on the air, you know, it takes, I don't get, I'm not a, paid employee of this program. There's, there are no paid employees. I wish there were. I wish we, we could grow this ministry to, to hire people to do the editing that I have to do, to do the research that I have to do to help in the production and distribution. And that would allow me more time to develop the website more than it is and have access for other people that do some writing and, and other material to be able to have a place and a platform. If you can help us financially, would you consider a financial gift today? Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Truth to Ponder. And the mailing address 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. And the secure box is 3248. That's 3248. That's our secure box. The city is Crestview. One word. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code in Crestview, Florida is 32536. That's 32536. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536 and you can find out more on how to help us out at our website truth the number two ponder.com that's truth the number two ponder.com this is truth to ponder with bob beerman the vanishing apostle coming up Shalom Alechem, this is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, in Acts 15, you read about the Council of Jerusalem, when they had to decide what to do with the Gentiles. But there's something about it a lot of people miss. Acts 15 is a watershed. Uh, not only for the mission to the Gentiles, but for another reason. Acts 15 is the last mention of Peter. Now, he turns up in Paul's letters and, of course, in his own letters, but Acts 15 is the very last mention of Peter in the historical account of the Bible. If you didn't read what happened after the the letters, you'd have no record at all as to what happened to Peter, the disciple that Messiah especially chose. He vanishes. The rest of Acts is primarily centered on the ministry of Paul. 
who wasn't even there during Messiah's ministry. Now, that's a cool thing. See, there's no sign of ego or pride or hurt feelings. Peter does his thing. He blesses. He opens the door for the Gentiles. Then he disappears. Later on in his letters, he will only bless Paul. See, serving the Lord can't be about ego or our pride or ourselves. We can't serve the, the Lord of love and be wrapped up in ourselves. The Lord's the one who gave himself up on the cross. We can't serve his purposes without his heart and his spirit. It's been said it takes a crucified man to preach a crucified gospel. So we must serve the Lord, minister in the spirit of the Lord, selfless, humble, crucified, beyond selfishness. Now, could you disappear? Would you be content to serve to serve God's purposes, have another one then, then become the focal point and receive more attention? Well, if not, that's where we need to be changed. Learn the joy of getting beyond yourself, of losing yourself, of being so wrapped up in him, you can disappear. He will lose his life, will find it. He or she who can disappear with joy will appear in glory in the kingdom, just like Peter, the vanishing apostle. Want more? Ask for, well, David's sukkah. Now, how'd you like to be able to move mountains? Well, you can with Sapphire's, the super spiritual supplement to help turn your walk into a super life with God, plus the incredible mystery of the temple doors, all free. You will be blessed. How do you receive it? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. So, to receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. They invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and to reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. It's amazing. Imagine you can blanket the entire planet with a gospel. Well, shortly radio, that's what it's like. It's amazing. You can be part. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, be able to lose yourself and you'll find yourself in Messiah, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. You know, I'm reminded every day of just how precious life really is, this gift from God. And my heart grieves when I I look at what is going on around me in this world today. I look at how children are being destroyed with this transgender agenda, which is merely grooming and confusing young children. Now, I've tried to think about this along with some other stories that are related. Matter of fact, there was a quick story that, you know, two of the top Democrat Party leaders, which include the Vice President Kamala Harris and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, they made a claim that as somebody like myself, that is an ordained clergy person, they say that supporting and advocating and celebrating abortion does not mean that a person is abandoning their religious faith. Well, I guess if your religious faith is in Moloch or some pagan religion or you've rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ, yeah, that would make sense. You you could do that. You would not be abandoning your pagan religious faith. And that's what it is. It's a pagan faith. Pagans sacrificed infants as part of their ritual and their way of, of worship to their deity. They sacrificed children so they could have prosperity and a better life. Sound familiar? 
You know, this past Friday at an airport in Virginia, Vice President Harris was asked what the Biden administration would do if and when the U.S. Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade. And she said she's been convening folk around many sectors in this society, including institutional scholars, constitutional scholars, and and so-called faith leaders. Well, if, if the faith leaders she's talking to are pagan Moloch worshipers, get with the program. This really burns me. I mean... Then you got Biden, the Catholic. You know, you got um, Nancy Pelosi, the Catholic. Their church teaches that abortion is pure murder, yet they're pushing for it. They have a reprobate and confused mind. They have believed the lie, as the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians, unto their own damnation. Period. That's not a judgment on my part. That is an observation from Scripture. They have believed the lie. And boy, they believe a lot of them. They've rejected the truth to believe the lie. And God gives them mass delusion. It's what the Bible teaches unto their own damnation. End of discussion. So I read these stories. And, and she's making these comments that it's, it's all right. Abortion is cool with God. You know, what would Jesus do? He'd abort the kid. I mean, this is the silliness. This is the lie that they believe. And our nation is paying a price. The world is paying a price. You know, we get the best government that we deserve. And I think as a people overall, when you look at the majority of this nation today, the majority of this nation has rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ. The majority of this nation is all about themselves. The majority of this nation tolerates wickedness and don't, they don't care. The majority of this nation is becoming deluded. And we got the government we deserve. And we're paying a price economically. We'll continue to pay a price within our own ability to have a job. The world is being turned upside down. And there's no doubt in my mind about it. You know, Nancy Pelosi, and I'm not going to get into arguments of theology here, please. I don't want to get into that. She tries to rationalize her pro-abortion stance and and even though her bishop at her home church says, you're not allowed to have communion, she's looking for leftist you know, clergy that will defy that. Man alive. Um, you know, she has endangered her own soul. I don't care what anybody says. She stands and Biden stands in a very precarious place. She makes it clear that in her mind, that we're politicizing abortion. Well, no, you are. Abortion is the murder of an innocent child, period. There's no discussion about that. Life begins at conception. Any true Christian church believes that. If, you're, if your church is wishy-washy on abortion, then your church is wishy-washy and worthless. It is an anathema. It is teaching another gospel that is not the gospel. It is leading people into hell. The Bible says, get out from among them and do not touch the unclean thing. I don't care how pretty your building is. I don't care if your grandmother gave a stained glass window. Get out of it. Get out of it. 
stained glass window or some pew that your that your papa bought way back when. It's not worth your soul. Now, two really fast stories relating to the virus that I wanted to get in in the first segment, and I don't want to push these off until later. This will only take a moment. We're seeing that Israel has seen a 70% spike in the number of seriously ill COVID patients within a week. And there are graphs you can find online that I'm looking at. And you got to remember that Israel is pretty much everybody's vaccinated. In other words, the lie we were told, get vaccinated and never get COVID. Get vaccinated, take off your face mask. Get vaccinated and live a long and happy, prosperous life was all a lie, every bit of it. A 70% spike in the number of seriously ill COVID patients. It's happening. These worthless vaccines are turning on the the recipient. And we're going to see a lot of people in a lot of health problems. You know, I I have some friends that have taken the vaccine. I love them dearly. And and I I truly believe that they did what they thought was right at the time because they were inundated. We We were just buried in information, even Fox News. Sold their soul out. You got, um, what's her name? Harris Faulkner. She was out there. We all need to get vaccinated. We can do this together and we can get rid of COVID. What a lie. But see, those billions of dollars the government, you know, just spread around the media. They paid for that narrative. And so we see that happening now. You know, there's so much going on and and the numbers are, are getting a little bit scary among vaccinated people. It's not stopping. If anything, it's making things even worse. We, you know, it's no longer a so-called pandemic of the vaccinated. It's a pandemic, I mean, of, of the unvaccinated. It is a pandemic of the vaccinated. We're seeing it. And now Germany, who has a lot to answer for since the 1920s and 30s. I know that the generations, you know, that live today were not involved But some of the politics, some of the attitudes are still there. Germany considers mask wearing being compulsory from October to March in restaurants, bars and shops to battle COVID-19 this winter. Now, wait a minute. I thought everybody was vaccinated over there so you wouldn't have COVID. You wouldn't spread COVID. These masks don't even work. We know that. That's another study. The cloth, all this stuff they wear, they're worthless. They're just, they're, they're face decorations. They're shaming masks. They prove you're willing to comply to any stupid order you're given without question. I was only following orders. It was the greatest downfall of Germany. And there's 150 studies to show that masks are ineffective and actually do more harm than good. A surgical mask was designed to be used by health professionals that know how to use them. No one to throw them away and not keep them tucked in their shirt pocket or hanging off their rear view mirror and other such nonsense. Okay, enough, enough on the virus. We've had enough. Ran into another story, and I want to share this with you. And this one rather fascinated me. This comes out of the United Kingdom. And I'm going to play you an audio cut. It lasts about, about nine minutes, but I think it's one of the best nine minutes you're going to hear. 
And there's an individual, his name is Neil Oliver. Neil Oliver. Now, he's a British television uh, commentator, presenter, also an historian, archaeologist, and author. He has presented a number of outstanding documentary uh, documentaries on television in the United Kingdom. He first appeared on the BBC back in 2002 with a number of just wonderful, I mean, well-produced documentaries. And, you know, he's proud politically of, you know, being, even though he's, uh, you can hear it, he's, he's got a Scottish brogue. His, his politics, he's very much, you know, an independent thinker. And he started commenting on the United Kingdom, the British government's response to the pandemic. And he, he came out and said from the research that he has done as a journalist, as an historian, these lockdowns and everything we did for the coronavirus was the single biggest mistake in world history. And he's criticized this drive to vaccinate everybody, including kids that don't need it. He said, this is like nothing ever seen before in in medical history. And this idea to vaccinate children against a disease that poses no measurable harm to them. But the vaccine we know can and has been proven to be harmful and has killed young children. More children are going to die from the vaccine than would ever die from COVID. Let's be honest about that. This is unthinkable. So Neil Oliver is a commentator on what is called GBN, which is the uh, which is Britain's news channel. It is an independent uh, journalistic effort, been around a while. Television, radio, you can actually hear them on radio in Great Britain. And they have a TV channel. You can actually view it online. And they respect people's opinions, the right of individuals to form and share their views without being restricted by government, holding our leaders and society accountable, and even themselves accountable, and to bring clarity to complex and contentious issues like COVID-19. They have a bunch of programs. And in one, Neil, Neil Oliver has a commentary. And, and this is dealing with the financial situation we're in. And he does one of the best jobs in less than nine minutes of telling us and telling you what's going on in the world today. So as I said at the beginning of the program, on this one, fasten your seatbelts and hang on. Things are heating up. Can you feel it? It's been warm in parts of Britain, although not as warm as climate crisis experts predicted. By this I mean the latest figures released by the United Nations Intergovernment Panel on Climate Change, the infamous IPCC, show the world's temperature hasn't risen for 15 years. According to press reports last week, politicians in Germany, Hungary, Belgium and the United States Politicians who depend on climate crisis scientists' computer modelling and predictions to justify their hugely expensive green energy policies apparently wanted the many hundreds of scientists around the world responsible for the report to cover up the inconvenient truth that Earth's temperature has plateaued for a decade and a half. 
The report was just quietly slipped out onto the internet instead, without press release or any other fanfare. The report will nonetheless be used by governments to inform their policies around the green revolution and net zero, those fantasies driving the move away from carbon fuels and towards wind turbines and solar panels, subsidised by taxpayers in the form of hugely inflated energy bills. Coming to conclusions about the complexities of the climate is a complicated business. Surely we the people are therefore entitled to hear all of the latest facts delivered always with the same intensity so that we might ask questions and thereby better understand why politicians want to make the decisions they do. Why then, when they're so quick to tell us the bad news, any signs of imminent catastrophe, ticking clocks to the end of the world as we know it, are they less inclined to shout from the rooftops when the data tells a different story? A story lacking the desired acceleration towards global doom? A story that might loosen the shackles of fear just a little? I wonder. I wonder. For a while there, the United States was energy independent, able to exceed their own needs. Not now, and costs there are rising. Like us, Americans are being forced to get used to fuel and other energy that gets more expensive every day. Australia, another first world country, is telling her people to grab a blanket to stay warm this winter. Last week, consumers in New South Wales, which includes Sydney and also Hunter Valley, a hugely rich source of coal, were told to save energy by turning out the lights and using their white goods, washing machines and the like, only in the evening to avert the risk of blackouts. Australia ships coal to China and elsewhere in massive quantities. She's also one of the world's largest producers of gas. But while that resource is also still being exported in vast quantities, Australian homes seem destined to get colder and darker. If Australia, a land in thrall to the heat of the sun, cannot make a go of solar, then who can? Critics say it's all down to lack of investment in renewables. I say it's about keeping a population a population already driven to the edge of reason by totalitarian types and their punitive pandemic regulations in a permanent state of anxiety. There are so many moving parts in this conundrum, it's all but impossible to keep up with the complexities, to keep an eye on all of it. Here at home, the Bank of England put up interest rates. This is a move apparently designed to slow inflation. Let us remember that the inflation was caused by the banks themselves by creating eye-watering quantities of imaginary money, that game they call quantitative easing. And some experts say a rise in interest rates will only heap yet more suffering on we the people. Here we go, mortgage repayments and the like are set to rise. It's important to keep things simple, I find, when it comes to understanding how banks operate. Basically, it seems to me that they lend us money that doesn't exist and then demand we pay it back with actual earned money, proof of work, plus interest. Now is the time to keep an eye on those chancers, I mean bankers, more than ever. Back in 2008, they got in over their heads. The economy here and others around the world teetered on the brink of collapse thanks to their reckless gambling and gaming of systems they thought, in their hubris, they both understood and could control. Unluckily for them, and for us it turned out, they didn't and couldn't. Luckily for them, governments allowed them to let themselves off the hook. Their self-created mess was mopped up, written off in every way that mattered. The crucial difference was made with taxpayers' money, our money, the only money any government ever has. Now the stage is set for we, the people, to be in over our heads. Those bankers lent us money to buy our houses. 
imaginary money, remember, it's incumbent upon us to settle those debts, to pay it back. Now interest rates are going up and may keep going up until those debts become unpayable for too many. At that point, the banks will help themselves to our homes and to our businesses. They call it foreclosure, but in the context of the nonsense they got up to and got off with in 2008, I call it theft, premeditated theft. We bailed those banks out, or rather, our governments dipped into our futures, our wallets and purses and helped themselves to what they needed. We took the hit on their behalf while they... They simply got back to the business of creating funny money and trousering the profit as if nothing had happened. If those same banks proceed to foreclose on the millions who, through no fault of our own and on account of those bankers' manipulations of a corrupt system, they had spun around themselves like spiders' webs. If we find we can no longer keep up with our mortgages and our debts, then I say we are in the grip not of a banking industry and government working in our best interests, but rather a crime syndicate, a cartel, a bunch of gangsters. If the largesse granted to them in 2008 was extended to us, they would simultaneously write off our debts while still leaving us with holding the keys and, more importantly, the deeds to our homes and businesses and the rest. That's how they would treat each other, those bankers. A clean slate. Here in Britain, our very means of providing for ourselves are being shut down. In a time of global food anxiety, our farmland is being rewilded, handed back to the beavers, God love them. Farmers are being paid to leave their fields fallow or to quit the industry altogether. Consumption of meat is the new smoking. If the powers that be have their way, eating a steak will be as socially unacceptable as blowing cigarette smoke into a baby's face. It'll be bugs for the kids' school dinners soon enough, no doubt, and then for the rest of us at home. If you haven't already realised, there is, in my opinion, no intention whatever to replace 30 million petrol and diesel cars with electric alternatives. The intention is that most of us will simply have no cars. Same goes for heat pumps in homes. Much simpler to accept we are being groomed not for going green, but for going without. Colder homes, working from home because we have no cars to go anywhere, flying domestically or internationally made so expensive and such a pain as to be not worth doing leaving the skies free for private jets. If you cannot make sense of what you're seeing, first you have to grasp, I say, that none of it is accidental. On the contrary, it's planned. They even told us so two years ago when one world leader after another stood up to declare that the pandemic was a chance, a narrow open window through which to build back better. But listen closely to the language. Build back better. Windows of opportunity. A once-in-a-generation chance. President Joe Biden himself talks now about transformational change. Even our own Prince Charles, heir to the British throne, trumpets his support for the Great Reset on his website. If and when he is king in a constitutional monarchy, such overt involvement in national and geopolitics must surely herald a constitutional crisis of note, but that's a thought for another day. While we're on the subject of reset, however, let us also pause to remember that in Scots law at least, Reset refers to the redistribution of stolen goods, which is interesting to say the least. Whatever Covid is or was, it has been used to greenlight the revolution they had in mind. Now to keep us always moving in the direction they want, they fall back on the climate crisis that's been used to scare the bejesus out of us whenever necessary for over 150 years. What we are seeing, hard though it may be to believe or to accept, appears to be the attempt to bring about the deliberate destruction of personal wealth. What's happening around us, one crisis after another, disease, war and death, 
shortage of energy, cost of fuel, shortage of food, destruction of farmland, always the ever-present shadow of climate catastrophe and the end of the world. If you're frightened, it's because you're supposed to be frightened. Frightened people are easy. I say this, the end of the world is not nigh, but there are among us those who would change it beyond a recognition in service of their own desires. The civilization we have loved is most certainly under attack from within. First of all, we have simply to notice and accept as much. And having done that, we, the people, can reclaim our world because it is and always has been ours. A commentary from Neil Oliver in England. Man, has that pertained to us worldwide today, especially here in America, where I think this song should be our new national anthem. The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading There's an unspoken fear We're on our way down We must take America back Main Street to Wall Street Cities and states Washington, D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us Then ransom our future and our children's, that's wrong We must take America back as liberty weeps Our forefathers spin in their graves Pray God will bless some way out of this mess We must take America back Lord knows they'll try To silence our voices They'll pretend to be patriots Fighting for fairness for all They're not even fit to hold office What they believe doesn't fit with freedom at all We must take America back Main Street to Wall Street Cities and states Washington, D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long Not stick us and bleed us And ransom our future And our children's, that's wrong We must take America back As liberty weeps Our forefathers spin in their graves Pray God will bless some way out of this mess We must take America back Before it's too late, there's no 
care where you live if you listen to this program it's not just take america back it should be we must take australia back we must take great britain back we must take ireland back we must take germany back we must take canada back we must take new zealand back you name the country it's time to take it back from the tyrants that have lied to you that have manipulated you the elitists that want to basically follow the the message of the Georgia Guidestones. And those messages are deadly. The Georgia Guidestones, if you ever go to Elberton, Georgia, and and the local folks there are some of the nicest people on earth, but, but somebody came there many years ago, bought a piece of property, commissioned these massive granite stones to be made and engraved in multiple languages. And they're kind of the Ten Commandments for the world. And all of it deals with the climate change nonsense and and man is a cancer and we must reduce the population to only 500 million worldwide. That means only one in like 13 or 14 of us is allowed to live. The rest must be disposed of as fast as we can. Something I've seen with the vaccines (laughs) or... Another story that I'll get into later this week. Fertility rates among the vaccinated are dropping as well. And it could become a problem. We have a lot more to share this week. There's some stories I wanted to get to today about, you know, how the government surveils you. We'll get into that maybe tomorrow or Thursday. In the meantime, I mentioned my health issue. You know, this blood in the urine, we don't know if it's just a a bad infection again, or it could be bladder cancer or something else. Don't know. But your prayers are needed. Your financial support is needed to keep us on short wave. If you can help us out, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 Crestview, Florida. Zip code is 32536. That zip code again, 32536. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.